I'm Connie Atkinson, and this is Happiness and Inside Job, episode 12, Don't Mind the Mess. Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job, the podcast for those who are ready to stop hiding behind a mask of indecision and excuses and are ready to drastically upscale everything about their life using Christian values. This podcast is for those who understand happiness is not dependent on anyone around us. Real happiness is found as we understand our thoughts and are willing to part with those that are not leading to desirable results in our life. Anything is possible if we are ready to give up habits that are comfortable and familiar and exchange those for habits that will transform us to become our best future self. Hang on for the ride of your life as we explore how to make those changes one step at a time. This is Happiness, and Inside Job, and I'm your host, Connie Ackeson. I'd like to start off by telling you what's going on in my business. We hit a thousand Instagram followers and we even hit it a few days before March 31st. So hooray! Goal accomplished. Thank you to everybody who helped spread the word and who went on Instagram and was supportive and I hope you all keep it up. Keep commenting, keep liking things, keep sharing things. I really appreciate all of your support. So also, if you haven't been on my website in April, the April Habit of the Month is up, and there are some excellent worksheets to help you plan out your goals and start really getting serious about making changes in your life. Now, um, watch it in the next couple of days because I'm going to be putting follow-up um, downloads to keep you going. So make sure you check back often. And while you're there, make sure and uh, leave me your email address. I'm going to start weekly emails and they'll be short and sweet and really thoughtful. So make sure that you get on that email list and you don't miss out on that. All right. Currently, I am recording this from Maryland and We're here celebrating the birth of my third grandchild and enjoying spring break with my two youngest girls. I had to laugh at my cute oldest daughter, who is so much like her crazy mom, I almost feel badly for her. Let me paint this picture for you. She had her whole family coming into town, plus her in-laws, plus my brother and his family, plus my brother-in-law and his whole family. On top of that, a bunch of extra neighbors and friends were coming over for a party on Sunday that we needed to prepare food for. In the dawn of all these people coming and party preparations, Kayla decided to change the chandelier in her dining room and buy new furniture for the family room. The job seems simple enough, right? You just switch out the old one and put the new one on, done. Things are never ever that simple. The old chandelier was round and had a round decorative molding above it on the ceiling. The new light fixture is rectangular and would never go with the old round molding and didn't easily hook in with the old wiring. Now Kayla is a doer and her husband is a super good sport about her home improvement projects. Of course, this project had to get done in record time so ceiling insulation wasn't falling out on the dinner buffet. It got done and it's absolutely beautiful. And the final coats of paint were being applied to the skillfully done ceiling patch the morning of the big party. She reminded me of a time in my life I wanted a hallway bathroom remodeled. My husband is amazing and was dragging his feet. Unable to get him on board with my plan in the time frame I dreamed up, 
I decided to take matters into my own hands. That's never a good thing, by the way. My husband, too, is a super good sport, and much to his credit, did not lose his cool when he returned home from work one day to find I had gutted the entire bathroom with a crowbar while he was at work. I did promise him, and truly meant it, that this mess was not his problem, and I would figure out the remodel on my own. Now, he's no dummy, and he knew I'd need some serious help. In my naivety, I had no clue what was involved in fixing it. I just knew if I wanted a newly remodeled bathroom, the first step was to demolish the old one. Wowzer is cute Mr. David Atkinson, a sweet guy. He's not super great with handyman work. He's an electrical engineer, but he was determined to figure it out with me. Neither one of us had a clue how to fix it, but together we figured it out one step at a time. We had a vision of the end goal in mind, and we figured out the next step instead of being stuck in overwhelm and indecision. We were patient, and we made sure to do things the right way rather than the fast way. We pulled up our big kid pants and went to work. I feel like the chandelier and the remodeled bathroom provide great metaphors for making much-needed changes in our lives. Often things get really messy before they start getting put back together again. We need to figuratively take a crowbar to those areas of our life that are broken or are really in need of remodel. We may not know exactly what to do to fix our life per se, but we can figure out the next baby step to get us closer to where we know we want to be. As a life coach, that's exactly what I do. It's also what I've had to do with my own life, and the results have been incredible. One of my favorite images is that of the Pensieve from Harry Potter. I love how they pull the memories out one by one and examine them before deciding what to do with them. So often, we want to be the victim. If we choose to be the victim as we examine the thoughts in our head, somehow we no longer have responsibility for making any changes and taking any actions. We are just the victim. The biggest problem with that is it takes away our power. To be the victim of one's circumstances rather than to be in the driver's seat of your life, you give all the power for change over to the aggressor. What a debilitating place to be. In March, I set an impossible goal to reach a 1,000 followers on my Instagram account by the end of the month. There were many times I questioned if that goal was too lofty. I kept working and trying new things. I'm proud to say that I did it. I even did it a few days early. Truth is, I had no idea when I set the goal how on earth I could do it. I've been a stay-at-home mom to five girls. That's really all I know. Suddenly, I was combing through all the Instagram self-help I could find and learned everything I could about building the account. When one attempt didn't bring the desired results, I tried something else and something else until I made it all the way to a thousand. I'd like to throw in there, I made it there a few days early too. Building a business as a life coach is a journey. My brain wants to tell me I have no idea how to do it, but I have the drive and the powerful why motivating me not to quit. This week, I received my certification as a life coach and as a weight coach from the life coach school. That was my first baby step. There is currently a huge gap between where I am and where I want to be. 
I cannot confidently say I know how to reach my goal, but I can very confidently say I know what the next baby step is. There I am, taking one baby step after another until I reach my goal. Reaching a thousand followers on Instagram was just one of many 30-day goals I have set and will continue to set that will help me reach my long-term goal of a thriving life coach practice. I know I'll reach that goal, and I'm comfortable to not have that be tomorrow. It can happen in 5 or 10 or 15 years because I know it will happen before I retire. I'm having fun. This goal has been so amazing. During this journey, I have learned so many tech things, so many business things, and so many life coaching concepts that are life-changing. As I learn new skills and accomplish baby steps, they are getting me one step closer to my end goal. Remember podcast two on real weight loss? Mary taught us how we have to love ourselves just the way we are, have confidence that we will reach our goal, and be okay to be patient. Keep taking baby steps, stay the course, and never give up. If you plateau and don't know what your next step is, call in the professionals to get help. Just stay confident and consistent. To be healthy and fit, you must figure out how skinny people think, feel, and act in order to get those same results in your life. Those same principles apply to helping us be successful at any goal. For any goal, really figure out how you will think, feel, and act when that goal is your reality in your life. Only then will it actually be your reality. If you try one thing for a while and it doesn't get you where you want to be, try something else. Nothing is a fail and everything is a lesson either in what to put more effort and energy into or what to never do again. The only time you really fail is when you fail to try. I talk a lot about goals. What would you do if you knew you would eventually reach your goal? Failure isn't even an option. What goal would you set? Is there a new business you want to start? A relationship you want to mend? Weight you want to lose? A habit you'd like to start or a habit you'd like to permanently expel from your life? I'd like to offer to you, you are never at a dead-end road. The power is within you and it's our job to keep moving even if we are only taking the smallest of steps. If you haven't been to my website, www.happiness-aninsidejob.com to check out the habit of the month for April, do not lose another day. These tools are powerful and they work. Okay, we're going to talk about some simple steps that we can all follow to make big changes reality in our life. So we're going to talk about being smart, write it down, be intentional, focus, and use your time as if it were were a commodity. Let's start by talking about SMART goals. Now, SMART is an acronym. First, your goal must be specific, and and it must answer the five W's. Who is doing the task? What will be done? When will the goal be completed? What are the specific deadlines? Where is this all happening? Why is this important to you? Do not skip over the why. Your driving why will keep you motivated when you don't feel like it. 
and keep you on track. Your goal is only as strong as your why. Next, your goal must be measurable. How will you know if you have accomplished your goal? If the project is a long one, set milestone goals as well. Then, make sure the goal is attainable or achievable. What will you need to learn in order to accomplish the goal? How will you make it happen? Next, make sure that your goal is realistic or relevant. In the case of my daughter, getting the light up and the ceiling fixed before the party was realistic. Adding the goal of repainting the living room so the wall color provided better contrast with the new furniture was going to put everyone over the edge. That piece of the goal was given another, more realistic deadline. Thank heavens. Last, your goal must have a time for completion. This goal will keep you focused and on track. This is your when. Write it down. Putting goals in writing is important for many reasons. First off, you have accountability, a plan, and a deadline. By writing it, you are almost entering into a contract with yourself for fulfilling it. Also, many of us don't give ourselves credit for everything we are accomplishing. My sister was telling me about a 35-year-old listener to a podcast who recently wrote in that she was very down on herself for not accomplishing anything with her life until she found her journal from 10 years previous. In this journal, she had made a list of goals. Some were quite big, like move to a big city. Without exception, she had accomplished every single item on the list. Having the opportunity to see it in writing helped her to recognize her progress. EliteDaily.com has some pretty astonishing statistics about Harvard graduates and written goals. The 13% of the class who had goals but did not write them down earned twice the amount of the 84% who had no goals. The 3% who had written goals were earning, on average, 10 times as much as the other 97% of the class combined. Wow, writing down goals has a huge, huge payoff. Next, let's talk about living intentionally. Setting goals keeps us moving forward and improving. Great things don't just happen in one day, but baby steps compound into huge achievement. Let's talk retirement for a moment. Who doesn't want to have enough money in retirement to be able to spoil the grandkids, travel, and live comfortably? If your big goal is to live comfortably in retirement, then intentionally plan for it. How much money do you want each year to live on? How will cost of living factor in? Do you have the skills to plan this for yourself, or do you need to hire a professional to keep you on track? Saving your tax return instead of spending it the moment it hits your bank account may not feel like a big thing to you, but every little baby step counts, especially when we are talking compounding interest. I've heard it said that those who truly understand interest earn it, and those who don't pay it. Living intentionally is all about making your time and life work for you instead of you being a slave to it. Speaking of retirement can feel overwhelming. Let's break that down into something you can do in the next 30 days that will be a baby step towards your goal of a comfortable retirement. Your 30-day goal could look like this. 
skip my morning Starbucks run and add that money I would have spent on Starbucks to my 401k. At the end of 30 days, I will have contributed $4.95 times 30 to my retirement for a grand total of $148.50. Now, once you have your specific goal, focus on it. Never allow distractions to drive your decisions. Stay focused. I'm going to stick with the money example for a moment. I know far too many people who feel so enslaved by their debt, they've quit trying to get out. They just focus on making the minimum payments and consider that success. Debt can feel overwhelming. Instead of being stuck in overwhelm, let's again focus on a 30-day goal that will be a baby step towards our end goal of being debt-free. We can do anything for 30 days, right? What if for our 30-day goal, we say, I will pack my own lunch from home instead of eating out Monday through Friday. I will put all that money towards my highest interest credit card in addition to the minimum payment I would have made anyway. I will take that $10.60 I would have spent on my salad and after four weeks at $10.60 a day, I will have put an extra $212 towards my credit card. The key is to maintain focus. There is no deviation from your plan that will feel as amazing long-term like the feeling of truly sticking to your goal and accomplishing what seems like the impossible. I love, love, love this next metaphor. Consider for a moment with me the metaphor of using your time as if it were a commodity. I heard this first from Brooke Castillo, and I'm sure I won't be using the analogy exactly the way she did, but the point will be the same, and the concept is absolutely brilliant. Imagine for a moment someone hands you $10,000. You have today to spend it. You can buy any extravagant thing you want. You can invest it, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, whatever is unused is gone. You can never get it back. What will you do with it? What remains when you look at what you did with it? Did you make it work for you? Did you use it on a down payment for something you still can't afford? Time is a very limited resource. We get the same amount each day, and how we spend it is completely up to us. But getting it back is never an option. Once it is gone, it is gone. Your time today can be invested any way you want. What will you do with it? How will you have a payoff tomorrow, in 10 years, in 20 years? What do you want to be in 10 years and what can you do today to make that happen? Similarly to how we were talking about interest and how those who understand it earn it and those who don't pay it, your time has a compound effect in your life. Binging on junk food today may not seem like a big deal, but over time it's a very big deal. What would be the compound effect of spending 30 minutes a day lifting weights instead of spending those same 30 minutes eating peanut butter cups? My friends, the reason the Habit of the Month Club on my completely free website is so powerful is because it keeps us taking baby steps in the direction of our big goal. We know what that big goal is. We may not know every single step we need to take to get there, but we can figure out the next baby step we need to take in order to keep us moving forward in the direction of our big goal. And we are intentionally using our precious commodity of time wisely instead of wasting it away in indecision and overwhelm. 
Life coaching and thought work is a key component to massive action. So your call to action is this. Don't just passively listen to these principles. Apply them, put them to use in your life, and when needed, and trust me, even the most skilled professional needs to bring out the heavy artillery from time to time and call in the professionals to help you work through your thoughts that are keeping you stuck and propel your life forward. If you've never tried the power of life coaching in your life, you're definitely going to want to contact me. The first session is always free. All right, when making goals in your life, make sure they follow the SMART principles. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Also, make sure your goals are written down. Be intentional in how you spend your time. Focus on the goal. Don't be distracted by other things around you. And use your time as if it were a commodity. All right, make sure you head over to your, my website. I'm going to be adding more goal-setting content in a few days. And make sure you leave me your email because I'm going to be sending out my first newsletter soon and you're not going to want to miss it. You guys are amazing. Keep setting goals and telling me about them and I'll see you next week.